All right, folks, welcome back. On today's episode, we are talking about the economy during this COVID-19 pandemic. We're going to talk investments to invest or not invest, as well as stock options. And finally, we're going to follow up with a special guest and look at a real-life situation that he had dealing with a property management company. Put your seatbelt on because we're getting ready to go. Welcome to the Hospitality Cash Flow Podcast, where you'll learn how to leverage short-term accommodations using multifamily and residential properties. With over 35 years in hospitality, real estate, technology, and sales and marketing experience, our hosts, Matt Anisis and Noble Crawford, along with an expert panel of guests, invite you to listen in as they share their knowledge, best practices, tools, and resources to help you maximize cash flow using real estate for hospitality. All right, folks, welcome to today's show. My name is Noble. I am your co-host here with Matt Anisis. And today we have a special guest with us uh, by the name of Jerry Thompson III. Jerry, welcome to the show. Appreciate it, fellas. Thanks for having me. Welcome, welcome. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you uh, jumping on the show with us today. We're not going to waste any time today. We're going to jump right in. And fellas, the first thing I wanted to talk about is the obvious, and that is the economy and the state of things right now during this pandemic. And of course, as you all know, there has been stimulus money uh, pushed out. You know, the, the government is working on a second round. There's, uh, you know, opportunities for small business through the SBA, just a ton of different things going on. And so I wanted to find out from both of you, because I know that uh, we're all in a little bit different space, uh, Matt, primarily in real estate. You know, I'm in the short term rental space. And Jerry, I know you have your own business in podcasting. But in terms of some of the uh, different opportunities that are available right now through the SBA loans and or, or or maybe even through unemployment, if that's a situation you find yourself in, have you guys taken a moment to apply or try to take advantage of of any of those, um, you know, fi- financial grants or loans or anything like that that are out there? I'll let you take this first, Matt. Um, yeah. So when it comes to the grants and any of the the business loans, I personally, um, literally, I think three times, two times, I started the process to apply, um, and then after just a couple different counsels with some some attorneys and some of the different uh, individuals that I follow, I I kind of just pulled back. Uh, I didn't really want to put myself and the company in position to either have to borrow any kind of money for the business. Um, so what I've personally done is I've just actually just focused on increasing and expanding um, with just sales. I'm literally just figuring out ways um, throughout our business where we can operate and increase our sales impact versus um, any kind of loans. So that's kind of what we've done on our end. Um, I have a lot of colleagues that have already got their money, have um, implemented it to their business. Uh, But me personally, for our company, we we decided just to, to hold off. Now, I think that's a really good place to lead into. I'm glad I let you go first, Matt. I'm in a similar situation. Uh, my business being so new, there weren't any opportunities for that SBA loan. I don't have any employees. I'm a solopreneur right now. And I'm also not eligible for unemployment. So when you kind of have your back against the wall, what do you do? You find opportunities to create value and make more money. I think that's an excellent insight, Matt. Awesome, awesome. Well, I was uh, in a position where I had an opportunity to apply for the the EIDL grants uh, through four different uh, 
entities. And the the one that I did the earliest, uh, kind of on the uh, during the onset of that, well, we did uh, receive uh, grant funds for that. Now, as most people know at this point, you know, um, it, it's it's a grant if you follow the uh, procedure for how that money is spent. So it's not just free money; it's only free if you use it correctly um, according to the uh, according to the rules outlined in the law. And so, so, so I did realize in at least one entity, uh, some, some funds from that EIDL grant, I, I had not prior to funds running out of the PPP applied for that. And so I went back and took a second look at it. I don't know that we are going to, uh, necessarily at this point, uh, try to take advantage of that or not. I'm still looking at it. I think there are some pros and cons to it. Uh, but it is kind of interesting to, you know, just to get a, a take on, on on everyone's perspective being in different lanes. Absolutely. Want to switch gears real quick? Um, talk to you guys about stock investments, that sort of thing, and and kind of get your take on whether you think now is an appropriate time to invest, or whether it's stocks or whether it's something else. You know, whether you think now is an appropriate time to invest or whether you're going to hold cash or, you know, kind of what, what, what's, what's your feel with the current economic situation? I think this is probably the best time to invest. Like this is the sort of time period, the sort of circumstances where fortunes are definitely lost, but definitely fortunes are made. And I think it's Warren Buffett that says, you know, um, be greedy when others are fearful and fearful when others are greedy. So this is where you're going to get the best deals. If you have the ability and our position to invest, hell yeah, go for it. Absolutely. I'm going to, I'm going to kind of piggyback off that. Um, I, I agree on that. Um, and of course, you know, we are not given financial advice, so that's a disclaimer for all of us, I'll say. Um, but it definitely is, uh, I think a great opportunity if you, if you do have some capital and you've been following some trends to, to take that big risk and, uh, hopefully you can see some gains. I know, uh, last week so I have a, a colleague of mine, his friend, um, asked for advice to invest in Spotify or Shopify apologize shopify and it was a really good time to purchase and you know they would have made a real nice profit if they would have actually went with their own gut versus not listening to their advice so i think it's just really um an opportunity in all fronts to if you have the cash um, be ready to to take some risk because there could be some very nice financial reward yep absolutely i i, I couldn't agree more I, as a matter of fact we've actually been in the process of growing our business since the, you know, whole pandemic and outbreak has, has begun. And so some people may see that as a, as, as a risk, but we see it as more of an opportunity. And, you know, in the process of, of growing, we've been able to negotiate some really good deals. And so I think, you know, depending on where you're at, what your situation is, you know, I'm not saying to go out and, use up all of your reserves on an investment. But, you know, if you're in a position where you have the ability to uh, go out and expand and grow, and like you said, Matt, you know, dig deep in sales and try to, you know, leverage that as well, then I think uh, I think that's a, a good move to make. Actually, real quick, Noble, you mind if I, if I add something in there? 
Absolutely. If you're listening to this discussion or you're kind of wondering how the economy and stuff like works, this is also a really good time to invest in yourself and start to get a background, start reading some books, get some knowledge, because this isn't uncommon for the way our economic system is set up here in the U.S. We have this boom and bust cycle and these things happen periodically. So sometimes I think that best investment could be investing in yourself or just getting a better education while you're still you know, taking care of your family, holding down your needs. You don't have to jump on this, but it's a great opportunity opportunity to get better awareness because you're able to witness an economic downturn of this magnitude. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was awesome. Thanks for that, Jerry. I, I couldn't agree more. So I definitely just want to say thanks for sharing that because that is so, so important. And uh, one thing I'll add to that, just piggyback off it, never stop educating yourself. I agree. I know that, that, uh, investing yourself, uh, you know, that whole mentality that gets, that gets Matt super excited. So, uh, <laughs> so that, that, that's an excellent point. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, so one of the things I wanted to pick up and talk about was on the other side of the investment coin were, were stocks. And so I know that for some folks, you know, I watch a lot, of, especially lately. I've been watching quite a few YouTube videos. I've been watching economists and finance guys and and investors and things like that. And so a lot of people, obviously, right now with a lot of stocks being down, people are looking at making investments into different stocks. And so I've really started to kind of pay attention that to that myself. And as a result, I've keyed in on a, a few I should say areas or, or, or verticals that I'm interested in, you know, most likely, uh, purchasing stock in. And so a couple of stocks that I'm looking at potentially in the hospitality and travel space, I'm looking at, um, Hilton and or Marriott stock. I'm looking at that. I'm looking at uh, the travel space. I'm looking at airline stocks, specifically, uh, Southwest, and and then in the um, in the entertainment space, I'm looking at um, I, I'm I'm on the fence about Netflix, but I'm I'm kind of looking at it. I know it's been a huge amount of Netflix activity lately. I'm looking at uh, some stocks through like uh, Bank of America um, and possibly Wells Fargo. And so you know, I'm I'm certainly not a, a finance guy like Matt said, and I'm you know I'm not not an economist or anything, but I've just done my own bit of uh, homework, you know, based on my layman's understanding of, of of stocks and how they work, and the numbers there for those specific stocks are really intriguing to me. But I wanted to find out from you guys: are were there any specific stocks that you had looked at lately that that you were considering, or maybe it pulled the trigger on? You know, I have a question for you, Noble. What sort of time frame are you looking at to get your investment back? Are you uh, hold like long term holdings, or these are going to be like flips in a few months? No, I'm looking longer term. So I'm looking like you know, uh, probably in the in the three to five year plus range um, for for holding them. So uh, I I don't know that we've seen the worst of you know what I would consider right now a recession. And so there certainly could potentially, I think, be uh, further dips in, in stock prices. But I, I am looking, um, I'm looking on the other side of the economy uh, being strong again. So for a longer term, yeah. Got you. Got you. No more questions. I'm going to hold my questions. This is going to hold. <laughs> no, no problem. <laughs> Uh, stocks for me, I've been out of the stock market for about a year and a half. And, uh, 
it, it just hasn't interested me as much as getting my business off of the ground. But in general, I'm a big fan of index funds. So rather than picking individual companies, I think being a, a long-term investor the way that I am, I'd rather get a cut of all of the travel industry because it's all in decline and see it all raised together. That way I have less pressure on myself and less research to know everything about a company before going in. So um, if I were to jump back in, it would be index funds. Um, and I don't have any names of those, but you can definitely do that research is pretty easy. Nice. Got it. I like, yeah, I'll piggyback off of the Jerry. I'm, I'm not spending too much time on the stock myself either. I, like I said, I, I dumped just a little bit of money into the Robinhood app and just kind of watched it go. But every once in a while, I forget to even log on and look at it just because I'm so fo- focused on just income producing activities for the business. And so, um, but I like that. I never considered that Jerry. So thanks for that feedback. Index funds. Oh, they're the jam, bro. They're like yeah. the best thing ever. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I can dig that. So, so we're we're gonna come come to the part of the show, Jerry, where we want to um, dig a little bit deeper into a recent uh, situation that you had come up at. Uh, I believe it was the uh, the community that you that you uh, live at and dealing with the property management. Uh, but if you could give us a little bit of background for the listeners as to to kind of what trans what happened, what transpired. Yeah, absolutely. So as most of us know, at least here in Texas, there has been a freeze or what they call a moratorium on evictions in Texas. So that doesn't mean you don't have to pay your rent. There's been no national rent freeze, but with the state of emergency, with the impact of COVID-19, um, the, the government realized that, or the state at least realized that, hey, you know what, we can't be evicting people, just kicking them out on the streets. And Texas is a state that is very easy to get an eviction done in. So I'd reached out to my apartment just asking about opportunities to not pay my rent on time just to see what would happen. Um, And I think some people took it as a like, hey, you're not going to pay your rent. Are you sure you're good? But um, it was really just to see what the process is like, because I have a little bit of education when it comes to being an operator. Uh, That's how I met Matt, actually. And you, Noble. It was all through the similar training. So I was just curious. And basically their response was, I, I thought less than less than great. And I know a lot of uh, property management companies and operators are going through this for the first time. You know, they got their big wins since the last uh, recession, but it was very company centric. And basically they said, you know what? Well, no one has said that you don't have to pay your rent. That's still due. And you know what? We have bills to pay too, and we're going to need your money to pay it back. That was essentially the gist of it. Um, but then they also had some misleading things on there. Like, Hey, don't believe everything you read on the news. You know, there's no rent freeze. So like, just pay us our money. And I thought it was a kind of very inconsiderate way to approach tenants, especially if you consider yourself a community focused organization. I just didn't think it was very appropriate. And I wrote them a response to that effect and told them to share it with their leadership. Man, I wanted to kind of put that in your court. I know you're kind of in the space and and I wanted to find out from you specifically, like, what did you think about the response, you know, the, the, the letter that Jerry got and, you know, do you think it could have, should have been worded better potentially and that sort of thing? Absolutely. Um, so first and foremost, when I saw that letter and I saw, I was shocked and immediately I'm thinking to myself, okay, the owner's must be a piece like there's no empathy and they're portraying you know like i think jerry mentioned you know they're big on community and so that was just really shocker i I just even um understanding the business most people if you're listening um just to kind of give you a quick 
idea how it operates. So you have owners, and then most of the time, owners will actually hire a property management company, which is a third party. Very rare you have owners slash managers all in house. Um, so in my in our situation, um, the development company that I work with, we are simply kind of acting as you know owner slash management. So and in this case, we literally um, were involved with a uh, a sale, and so we were actually in the middle of a sale. Um, also in the middle of this um, COVID-19 crisis. And so we were already preparing as soon as we knew there could be potential shutdowns, what we could expect, how we were going to interact with the community, how we were going to, you know, have grace and empathy for everyone's situation. And so we internally were preparing to, you know, either have a plan to help people with maybe their rent being paid late. Uh, maybe if they got laid off, like there was just so much, I think everyone's situation was going to be different. Um, and so we were prepared to handle every situation differently. And more, and more importantly, our game plan, no matter what was to, you know, eventually allow them to pay their rent late with no penalties. You know, we, you know, our online system for residents that paid online, there's typically fees, even if it was through their bank. So we were like waiving those. We were just trying to make it as easy uh, as possible. Uh, of course, with a lot of empathy and understanding because the whole world's going through it. And so that's kind of how we were handling internally. Um, and I think most communities and even, you know, operators and even property management companies that I was in contact with, they were kind of going similar approach as well. But again, it, it ultimately comes to, to the owners and uh, it, like it's going to trickle down the leadership from the ownership all the way down to the management. So very, very saddened to, to see that's what kind of response Jerry got, especially him specifically because he, he understands the business as well. So he, you know, I think was looking into it for the community. So very, very crazy. Oh, bro. And I'll add that you have no, you have no idea how many times I have sent an email saying, Hey, if you want me to just take this off your hands, like, let me know. I got friends like Matt that can help me out get this deal done. Uh, cause it is about community. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Jerry, I, I did one of the things I wanted to, to point out that I, another thing I thought was interesting in your post is you talked about the, company wanting you to have a conversation, whether it's in person, over the phone, whatever the case may be, and not have some sort of way to, uh, you know, to electronically be in a position to, you know, to accept a payment plan or, or something to that effect. Is that correct? Yeah, that's completely correct and absurd. I understand that not everybody has the most up-to-date systems. However, if you can find a way for somebody to pay their bills through Walmart, you can open up a portal that can set up payment plans easily. So Matt, back to you. Does the company that, that you're affiliated with, do they, do they have something like that that's electronic? Or are they in a similar situation where they're saying, uh, you know, we're, we're done to do it on a case-by-case basis and you need to pick up the phone and call? No, absolutely. Great question. So, no, we actually, so our, our system, um, we've already accepted electronic payments. And so typically, though, our residents would 
uh, that didn't want to pay a fee. And sometimes that fee for just even setting up your bank account, the ACH payments, um, would be $4.95 fee. And most people would just rather pay with a check. So we gave the, we gave our residents options. We, we gave them an option to pay with the ACH, set up their bank account for the first time. Um, during this time, we're waiving the fee. Um, and then of course, uh, if they still wanted to pay with a check or a money order, they would just simply have to slide it under the, the front office door because the office would be open during operating hours. Um, just not open to the public. And so we kind of gave them those couple options. But I will say with some of the properties that I personally own and uh, we had our property management was, you know, old school that we didn't have any online payment. So that was something that we were forced to do. We were, we were forced to upgrade and integrate an online system for people to pay because some of the residents on that front, um, they didn't want to, you know, slide a check under or, you know, get money or they wanted to simply, you know, pay online. And this is, you know, different states um, than Texas. But again, so I think industry wise, everyone was forced to do something different and get really uncomfortable. And at the end of the day, it, it, it comes back down to the community. We're serving the community like we are, we are employed by our residents. And I think for some operators um, and owners and even property management, they need to really take that um, and truly be grateful for the opportunity because without them, we wouldn't have jobs. We wouldn't have investment opportunities. So it's a, you know, it's a win-win for both and it could be a lose-lose obviously for, for both as well. Just to clarify to, um, to make sure the listeners understand kind of the angle I was coming from Jerry, Matt and I, in a previous episode, we had talked about people being in a position where they may not be able to make a full rent payment or they, they you may, maybe they lost work or whatever the situation is, they may not be able to um, afford to make that rent payment. Mm-hmm. In that specific episode, Matt and I were talking about really preparing yourself to have those conversations early as soon as you're aware and, you know, and try to negotiate something with property management. And so the reason I posed the question that I did is because it looked like from your post, you were saying, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it looked like you were saying, I shouldn't have to have an entire conversation about this. This should be a process that's electronic and online where I can go in, fill something out, as opposed to having a, a one-to-one conversation with property management. Is that correct? That's partially correct. I'll be happy to give a little bit more context. So initially, they sent out a letter to all the tenants and said, hey, you know, if you're going to have trouble paying your rent, reach out to the front office in a timely manner and just let us know and we'll int- we'll review your payment history and then introduce some options. So I did that, had a conversation on the phone. A week later was when I got the letter that I um, shared some of the contents of on Facebook. So already I'm seeing a disconnect between me actually taking the initiative to talk to a person, talk to a person. It was a lovely interaction and get the information. And to this day, we're almost two weeks later from when I posted that uh, post on Facebook. I've heard nothing back from the property management and it's almost the end of the month. And to date, I still haven't paid for April. So again, I have the money, but why would I spend money? I don't have to spend. And overall, like the, the page they gave us was literally a manual fill it out page. And she'd have to get on the phone with me, get all this information and fill it up. I'm like, this is insane. It's 2020. So, um, yeah, I just kind of saw that the, with the wording and the way that letter came off and the lack of responsiveness to people's needs and actually solving a problem that just says a lot to me right now, especially when people are losing jobs left and right and getting sick. And at the end of the day, it boils down to just implementing a process. Um, 
And of course, there's always a cost to it. So depending on the the, the business and how, what they have, th- that could be a challenge. You know, some of these some of these businesses, some of these operators. This is where the economy gets really tricky because if you purchase a property and didn't have enough reserves, and then a crisis like this happens, this could really plummet your business. And that that goes into our original part of our conversation as well, talking about investment opportunities where there might be deals in the next you know. 60 six months or less where you know businesses are going to be plumbing and they're going to be for sale because the the operators didn't have reserves to to sustain the business and then of course with this pandemic it you know really had the trickle effect so it just it, it really does come down to the leadership and um implementing it and of course this being helpful to the community keeping it simple for them and um as, as best as possible Hey, before we wrap up, guys, Jerry, I wanted to uh, so we're going to fast forward into the future, you know, a year or so. And you're the owner of a multifamily property. Now you're in the position that you have to uh, look at how you're going to handle a potential crisis situation uh, where your a number of your tenants may be impacted and have upcoming rent payments that they cannot afford to make. What is your message to your tenant base? My message definitely comes from empathy and understanding. And I think before I even get to that point, as a business owner, it's my responsibility, just like Matt was mentioning, to make sure I have reserves, to make sure I have systems and contingencies in place. A lot of people are going to be at a disadvantage right now, not because their business wasn't good, it's because their business knowledge was lacking. So Hopefully, ideally, I'm in a state where I've been able to implement these things and learn from this opportunity and also not be too far removed from me remembering what it was like to get an unfriendly or or less than helpful letter from my management. I think the more that you can inspire and encourage people, the more you can actually return uh, earn your reputation for being in business and deserving people's money. And I think we've gotten quite a far away from that. Um, we've gotten quite a ways away from that sometimes because the economy has been so good for so long. There are a lot of people who learned and never have seen a, a setback or a difficulty. Mm. Yeah. Right. I like it. I like it. See, that's why I hang around you guys. <laughs> so, well, all right. So, so Jerry, we're about to wrap it up, but I want to give uh, you an opportunity to uh, let the listeners know uh, two things. One, a little bit about your, your business endeavor that you're involved in, and then also how they can contact you. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you gentlemen for having me on. This has been very enjoyable. A long time since I've talked real estate, so I'm happy to chop it up. My name is Jerry Thompson III. You can call me Jerry III. And I am a podcast instructor and I'm also a motivational speaker. So about two weeks ago, I was tapped on the shoulder by Airbnb to help them launch their online experiences. And over the past six months and through this experience, I've led over 100 people into podcasting. And I love helping purpose-driven leaders and business owners leverage authority through podcasting. That's really what it's about. It's about leadership. It's about spreading your message. So in addition to my online virtual workshops through Airbnb, I have a series of my own. And I also just launched a coaching program, a six-week coaching program called Zero to Launch, literally we will take you from no podcast to having a vehicle that allows you to leverage influence through the power of audio, just like we're doing right now. 
Awesome, awesome. I love it. And uh, tell tell the listeners how they can get a hold of you. Absolutely. You can shoot me an email, booking at Jerry the Third, and that's Jerry, J-E-R-R-Y-T-H-E, the number 3rd.com. Check out my website, jerrythethird.com, spelled the same way. Or hit me up on Instagram, at Jerry underscore T-H-E, the number 3rd. It all rhymes. Like It's, it's so fluid, isn't it? <laughs> Sweet. Well, we will cl- include all of that in the show notes. And with that said, Matt, why don't you go ahead and close us out? Absolutely. Well, again, Jerry, thanks for jumping on. Um, you were literally brought a whole bunch of value. It's funny. I want to actually just kind of give you another plug because you said something. I haven't really talked real estate in a while. Well, believe it or not, you have been you know, building a digital real estate business with the whole Airbnb experience. I, I When I first saw you do that and I stay in the trends and I stay learning like we talked about earlier, um, that is just an amazing platform, guys. So if you guys haven't, definitely make sure you jump on and uh, book your experience with Jerry. But also uh, just thank you guys for listening. We hope you found tons of value. If you guys have any questions, make sure you guys reach out to us. And again, stay sharp, stay innovative, and we look forward to talking to you guys soon. Thanks for listening to the show. Tune in next week to learn more about using real estate for hospitality cash flow. If you received value from this episode, please leave a rating and review. This helps the show reach more listeners. We truly appreciate your support.